My name is Scott, and welcome to the Starlight Car, video game Choo Choo's own special parlor to wind down, relax, and talk with our friends in the gaming world. Joining me in the parlor this episode is Alec Robbins to talk about his 2018 game, Heartbreak High. This conversation does include some spoilers, so if you've been waiting to play it and want to give it a shot first, it's only $5 on Steam and at alecrobbins.itch.io. Our theme song for Starlight Car is a quote super chill remix of Aquamarine by Magic Circuit, which is available off their newest self-titled album, Magic Circuit. You can follow them at Magic Circuit on Twitter for more information. Go ahead and kick back, grab a drink, and join us for some fun conversation. So, I think I'm just going to say, hey, I'm Scott from VideoGameChooChoo.com, and I'm here with my guest, Alec, and then maybe I'll do like a a prelude thing that I record before this. What kind of prelude thing? Just more more introducing me? Yeah, do a lot more introducing, uh, add a a couple more information things, I don't know. Information things, yeah, I mean, I can can cover that, I guess. Um, (laughs) My my name's Alec Robbins. I made a game called Heartbreak High last year or so. That's exciting. And I think that's why you wanted me on. I, I do other <laughs> stuff too. Um, I work in the TV industry. I, I just finished working on a new season of the Eric Andre show. Um, nice. What else? I don't know. I I, I make comics. I That's that's it. I, I'll do, I do comedy from time to time. Nice. In whatever form I feel most comfortable doing at the moment. <laughs> I've never seen your comics before, actually. Oh, uh please go to alec.land and buy a mm. copy of show me less like this i'm gonna do my plugs up front here <laughs> it's a, it's a little sci-fi dystopia it's like a very short comic about um a future where an algorithm runs the government that's cool and it's and it's good i was proud of it i still am nice you mentioned you work in tv before I, w- I don't know if you want to share anything from this but i know you worked a little bit on i think you should leave i did which is there any like we could probably cut this out if you want but is there are there like any stories from that that you that were any like stories? particularly fun uh, you know you know. <laughs> know they're all it's funny like when you're working on it they're all boring to you but then like anything <laughs> if you're like a fan of a tv show you're like oh that's cool and i'm like no it's just saturday or whatever <laughs> I did. I quit that show. I guess it's fine to talk about a little bit. I'm not going to get into the the details, but yeah, that's fine. I just had some work disagreements, and I left when there was a week left of filming. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to go, honestly. It was. I sent I sent an email to most of the crew with like a fake in memoriam of everyone who quit or got fired from that show, <laughs> which was maybe a little like. Um, <laughs> shitty of me to do but I, I, I kept it like pretty pretty harmless and funny i thought yeah i didn't i didn't attack anybody in it sometimes when you burn your bridges it can be pretty fun yeah yeah i burned one bridge i burned exactly <laughs> one bridge i think every other bridge agreed with me <laughs> extremely fair but no that show was fun i i do think every sketch uh suffered on its way to the screen i think on paper they were all funnier and yet the show's still incredibly funny. It so was great. We're in a I, good spot. Yeah, I loved it a lot. It came out great. You were the first person who mentioned it, and I and because of you mentioning it, I went along and watched it and was like, "It hey, sings <laughs> pretty good." And then like a week later, it blew up. Oh yeah, it was. It, it really did. We didn't like. I don't think anyone expected it to be big because we were all working on it. Like, right. hey, these sketches are actually pretty funny because we work on shows that are like. You know, they range from, like, pretty good to nobody's going to watch this. Right. And I think we usually assume no one's going to watch it. <laughs> and, and we were all like, oh, this show's, like, funny. It sucks that no one's going to watch it. We didn't consider that, like, <laughs> it would become a hit. Um, but, yeah, it was that was fun. Let's talk a little bit about your game that came out a little over a year ago, Heartbreak High. Yeah, uh, of course. Sort of an anti-visual novel in a way. <laughs> yeah it is yeah so that was like the genesis all right let's, let's explain it real fast heartbreak high is instead of a dating simulator it's a breakup simulator right and so the idea is you'll uh you'll start off you're at a high school and you're dating everybody in the high school that's up for you up to you to fill in the gaps of how that's happened or why <laughs> you've done it 
right. uh, why you've decided to start a relationship with everybody. Whether they all know or whether it's a secret, you can roleplay that however you want. But the gameplay is navigating dialogue trees to break up with everybody as carefully as possible. Because if you're too mean, if you're too sexy, if you're too uh, <laughs> selfish you will lose the game because there's little meters tracking your behavior. It says you lose your mission, which is probably the funniest thing to make. Mission. I should have, yeah, I should have like, uh, played with the, with the presentation a little more and <laughs> made it more serious. Add some waypoints and like a, like a, a, <laughs> a nasty waypoints. sergeant over the radio. <laughs> uh, some snake codex. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. That's gotta be a heartbreak guy too. You gotta add yeah. codex. It's all codex based. <laughs> This game, like I mentioned before, definitely feels a lot like uh, an anti-visual novel in a lot of different ways, presentation-wise. Like, visual novels usually want you to take your time, explore them as much as you can. This one gives you a straight-up 40-minute timer where you <laughs> have to get through it as fast as possible, which is, uh, which is like a really fun way to think of it, but it... You explore it a lot of the same ways as you do as you would any other visual novel, like going through all these different characters, learning all about them. And then instead of developing those relationships over time, you're trying to end it as quickly as possible. Yeah, no, that was definitely intent like intentional. It's this idea of, okay, well, what can you do with the visual novel format? <laughs> and uh, one way to fuck with it is to make it into an arcade game. Like it's <laughs> there's no save points in this game. Right. And it really there's no like there's I didn't even put unlockables in there. It's just you play through and you do as well as you can in one run. Right. But it was also meant to be just a game you can play in your browser at first and then it got a little bigger than that. Um so it was never intended to be like a game where you stop and save your progress and then get back to it the next day. But yeah, like there's some there's a lot of uh <laughs> like pressure now with this overall <laughs> countdown when you're trying to make these decisions and at the beginning you're more careless and then you see that number getting smaller and you start to speed up and <laughs> maybe you start saying the wrong thing and right it started honestly if, if you if you're interested it started as a uh a, like a very small concept for a web series i was going to make with some friends oh that's real cool it was really, i was really just gonna have my friends help me make it <laughs> it, it would have <laughs> sure, been sure. um a show where every episode I make a different bad video game and then have people on to play test it. <laughs> and I think like that what's insane about this is I started like three small crappy video games. One of them was like 100 puppies. I think it was called. And it was mm -hmm. a platformer where you control 100 dogs at the same time. <laughs> that's pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> it was actually, that's like, I could release a little bit of that. There were no like, graphical impl implementations but it was definitely like a playable game for like eight levels um and then there was another one where i think you were just going to move the map of a platform or that was that was too similar but like you would your character would stand still and the map would move around them oh that's cool yeah there, there might still be something there i i bet that game exists somewhere yeah i think i actually saw like a similar idea out there and i figured okay well they did it that's fine <laughs> yeah what's insane is I had like this folder on my computer called Playtest, which was going to be the name of the show, and then like these separate folders for all these small little games I was working on for it. Right. And Heartbreak High was one of them, and then that one just like became a full game. Yeah. But through its entire process, it stayed in that subfolder next to these like four other unfinished games. <laughs> like it didn't get its own folder on my computer. It was yeah, always intended to be this smaller thing that ballooned out. Was uh was one of the reasons that didn't really come together? Maybe because like developing video games is hard and might take a long time well yeah yeah like part of the the scope of the project was that they would all have to be really quick and tiny and like right. slapdash and look as bad as they would play but <laughs> i mean like if you commit to that and you're like developing like if you set a scope for yourself which even with this game i did like once i decided to make it larger it's very possible to finish something if you know exactly how big it's going to be mm -hmm. and heartbreak high like i had a list of possible characters you'd have to break up with and then I sort of did like a tree for all of them, like the path you would take to get through all of them and then cut anyone that didn't fit in there. And then from that point on, I knew exactly how long the game was going to be. Nice. And I had a roadmap for the entire thing from start of development to end of development, which made it very easy to like just hunker down and finish. Nice. Compared to other projects, which can get more meandering. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I played through it just a little bit recently. I went and did a full, uh, a full. I finally did the thing I was wanting to do for a while, which is the full no breakup run. Where you <laughs> do not break up with anyone. Oh yeah. I was really glad that the the game actually facilitated that because 
for a while that felt very impossible because I would run up against uh, Rebecca, who's like ostensibly the second person you could talk to, and she is just <laughs> insistent on uh, on breaking up with you. <laughs> What's funny is so that character is designed like if you if you start the first one with Akane and you like she's she's all about denial. So no matter right. what you tell her, she's gonna say like, "No, no, you're joking. We belong together. We're we're right. fine." And it's just hard for you to which, break the news. Which sorry to interrupt, but I love a lot of her lines in that. Like, <laughs> well, like, when, like, um, when she says, uh, "Do you want to go to Olive Garden?" and you could say, "Oh, I'm more of an Applebee's guy." She's like, "Oh, I love Applebee's." <laughs> oh yeah, it's like no matter what you say, she's gonna find a way to right. make it still be a good thing. Um, and yeah, a lot of so before any of them were named they were all just written down as types of breakups. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so you had, uh, like, the first one's denial, which is just, they're not going to believe it's happening. Then there's, uh, Rebecca's was, I think, written down as old flame. Like, Mm. it was one that implied you had a lot of history together. Like, maybe you were not perfect, but the, the, the play, the style there was, like, if you say that it's time to break up, she'll probably agree with you but if depending on how you present it she'll get more upset like if right. if you're very callous she'll be like what so this didn't mean anything to you right but if you are if you show like that you care she'll she'll be like oh well i don't uh i don't think we should stay together anyway so like she's kind of doing the opposite of what you imply but that's why she's a difficult one in the no in the no breakups <laughs> yeah she she threw me for a loop a couple of times i eventually like I eventually got through that just by like starting and uh, stopping the game over again and just like <laughs> playing through Akane over and over because Akane is not hard. No, not at all. Uh, Akane takes a while though because you really got to really insist. Hey, you know this. Let's let's do it. Yeah, I kind of feel like I messed up having that one be first because <laughs> there's really not a lot of like paths through it. It's just persistence, right? So it's the least replayable, but it is the easiest. Yeah. But with Rebecca, it's more like, you know, you do, like, in most of the no-breakup character, like, conversations, you gotta, like, find the option that's the least, like, breaking up. But with (laughs) Rebecca, it's more like, oh, you know, maybe we should, maybe we should be doing this, you know? You have to passively, and like, you have to suggest that you stay together. (laughs) And then, like, eventually, like, the longer you go in that conversation of, like, saying that you want to break up she's eventually like you get into this weird tangled up conversation where you're like you know um but we had so much together yeah i guess and it's like (laughs) it's it's this like real fun exchange that eventually like played out very in a very satisfying way oh cool yeah i'm glad i i definitely like realized partway through that this wouldn't have the same impact if you couldn't also stay with all of them Right. Which I think I learned from Undertale, where right. Toby Fox programmed in an entire combat system, which, feel free to use it, and it full, <laughs> it's fully functional, but, like, that's not really the... I don't want to be prescriptive, but that is not why he made that game. He made the game to show you... I mean, also, I'm being presumptuous, but I think to show <laughs> that you can talk your way out of any battle. Right. Um, And that doesn't have any significance if there's also no way to fight them the way you could in any other rpg so by including both options both choices actually matter and give you some gravity and i think what's interesting to to the like anti-visual novel thesis is (laughs) when you go into all of these conversations you and all of these characters already have history where in most visual novels it's like you are meeting these characters for the first time and you are building and learning this. <laughs> so like while you're trying to do the the like the gameplay mission whatever, like you are f- like filling in these back details and you are actually learning a lot more about the relationship that you've had, which I thought was <laughs> like a really cool way of presenting that kind of game. Thank you. Yeah, that was definitely a uh, a choice where it's <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to write for that because you want to fill you want to let the player have as much role playing ability as they can and you don't want to like say this is exactly how your relationship with this character was but by giving them enough details about how that character acts um and what they think of you and what they think of your time together that should be enough to paint it so that you can still have the freedom you want to like believe that your relationship went this way but also right. make them all distinct and individual i like when role-playing games though do that where mm-hmm. where they like fill in the details of this character that you've made up on your own you know like right. have you have you played fallout new vegas i, I love new vegas i was okay. talked into playing that because 
I'm like lukewarm on Fallout in general, but that one was incredibly good. Yeah. In the Lonesome Road DLC, a lot of that is interrogating the past of this character. And your character is responding to it in ways that are direct and not necessarily what you would pick, which is a very powerful thing to do from a storytelling perspective. Yeah, and I feel like people would get upset that it's taking away some agency from your own role playing but also, like, there's only so much you could write with a blank slate. And that's why that's why that worked so well for me, is because, like, this is very designed to be a blank slate. You can go through that game not killing anyone, or you can, like, be a ravenous murderer, but <laughs> you've still participated in the act of creating this one intersection that a lot of people were involved in, and then eventually wiping it out by, like, removing your presence from it which is such an interesting way of navigating that kind of backstory it's cool i I like that kind of stuff in games and i like that heartbreak high does it as well (laughs) yeah um heartbreak high is as good as new vegas (laughs) i've always said that they're up there they're like up there right next to each other (laughs) (laughs) there's two amazing perfect games um one of them Fallout New Vegas, the other one. <laughs> a, little, a little gem on Steam called Heartbreak High. So uh, getting back to the game, like, which of the characters was the most fun for you to write? Oh, that's a good question. I wish I had a list of all of them in front of me, but... <laughs> I have a list of most of them. <laughs> um, I... Oh, I, I know what it is. I loved Rad Brad. Rad Brad's incredible. Yeah, so there, there's something that happened with this game where I didn't want any character's orientation to be explicit. Right. And also, like, I didn't want to play it so that it's only uh, women identifying characters or like it's 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 anybody. You, your character was dating whoever was in the school and it was right. regardless of their identity. And so that means like the way you're playing it. If I, I had playtesters come in who were male identifying and didn't uh, straight male identifying and then came up uh, across the first like male character they'd have to run into in the game. And their reaction was always just like, oh, I'm dating a guy. OK. And then they moved on and kept playing, which was great. But a lot of it also like evolved into me making more characters androgynous. <laughs> and uh, I think Lee, the track runner, it's it's very uh, intentionally unclear as to how they identify in the game. And Rad Brad, I use uh, he, him pronouns for, but they have a very feminine look. And they're also like presented as the bad boy of the school. <laughs> right. Um, and they're also a complete asshole, which is it's just a lot of fun <laughs> to write that. And that that puzzle is also the most satisfying uh, puzzle for me to like have made in the game. Right, I, I'm, you did it, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But it's just the first real wrench in the machine. You're not going to be sure exactly how to break up with Rad Brad because the rules are slightly broken here. <laughs> and there was so much work gone into like a just writing that character and rewriting their lines to to hint the player towards what you're, what they're supposed to do. I will say like one of the most fun things about that puzzle is already knowing the solution and then going into that conversation immediately and then solving it. <laughs> yeah, you can immediately do it. Uh, it's great. Which is maybe like not the best design, but it's, it is a lot of fun to go back to and just decimate him. <laughs> Rad Brad's great. Oh, because Rad Brad, I liked him so much I added a comeback for him. Yes, I loved that. If you can successfully break up with Rad Brad the first time you meet him... <laughs> There's like right before the final boss, you get a second uh, a revenge story. <laughs> Very ah, great, just great execution on that. Thank you. Yeah, you would not believe how like I, I it's hard to to talk about without spoiling it, but <laughs> essentially it introduces like a new mechanic, a new gameplay mechanic that's really only in play for Rad Brad, and people could not figure it out until I made it. <laughs> Like, I couldn't make it too clear, yeah. because then the puzzle would be easy, but mm-hmm. I think I hit the sweet spot where, like, people have told me it's their favorite puzzle in the game. That's the ethos I see with a lot of the character interactions, is you go into some of them, and you have this really unexpected puzzle or minigame pop up, and it's oh, yeah. only for their interactions. Uh, that's a lot of The makeout minigame gets used twice, I think. Yes! Uh, I forget the name of the guy you do it with. Oh, Yuri, yeah. Yuri, yeah. Like, Yuri's interactions are so varied in a way that's really cool, because you can immediately blast through that character uh, both (laughs) ways, like, in the breakup way and in the non-breakup way, but you miss everything great you can do in that interaction. And there's, like, a full makeout. It's it's excellent. Yeah, that one was, like, the the most heartbreaking for me to write, uh, because (laughs) it's like, I know that people will just steamroll right past it oh. but that so just just for like 
some insight. Like I said, every character had a one word or two word like description before I named them as to what their mm-hmm. breakup was. His was just pushover. Right. And he, even when you first like meet him, he's like, I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> like, I think the first thing he says is like, what do you want to do today? Whatever you say, let's do it. And then the first thing you can say is let's break up. And he'll just be like, okay. He says, okay. And then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> which is like it's a joke to make it that easy but it's actually pretty difficult because if you're if you're properly guilted one of the next lines is like aren't shouldn't you be putting up more of a fight and if you say that then it becomes very difficult to get out of it again i i like that encounter a lot um thank you yeah yuri's a lot of fun it was just this yeah big but i wanted a big buff muscly guy <laughs> in there too I, honestly like when i was doing the non-breakup thing and i discovered you could make out with him i was so <laughs> happy about that <laughs> Yeah, that was part of it, too, is because there was only one makeout game, and it was with Morgan, who was written uh, as the honeypot, which is just the, you have a, you have a lot of sexual chemistry, so yeah. they try to seduce you into staying. And so that one, it made a lot of sense to include that makeout minigame. But then I was like, well, I want to I wanna uh, split that a little more. I want to give someone else the opportunity to also <laughs> make out with you. Morgan probably has one of my favorite bits in the game where oh, you, what is it? you can drop a pencil. <laughs> Yeah, you did that? That's fun. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can drop a pencil and she'll be like, you want me to pick it up for you? And then you can be like, no, okay, I got it. And then you can just go. It goes off in all these, you can choose all these different directions to go. But my favorite is just getting back up and saying, no, I didn't need it. <laughs> I forgot about that joke. That's good. It's real good. The makeout minigame actually came from an older game I made. Yeah? Um, That was, it's playable online for free at the teenagers dot company, which was some like art project where I did like a monthly uh, internet art piece with some friends, depending on a prompt. And one of them was become our product. It was just a game about like Mountain Dew kickstart fusing with Dasani <laughs> water bottles, and that's good. One of them was just like <laughs> there was some weird makeout thing in there that was the same artwork, and I lifted it wholesale into Heartbreak High because <laughs> nobody played that game. So. Uh, one of my favorite things about that mini game as well is if you are trying to break up with everyone, like. Uh, you're not doing the actual puzzle that it's trying to get you to do, which is like, you know, make out with them really well. You're trying to avoid them making <laughs> oh, out yeah. with you. Yeah, it's got a scoring thing and you can just dodge their tongue the whole time. It's like a yeah. French kiss make out minigame for anyone who hasn't played it. You just you control one tongue and you have to match your tongue with theirs. I did find out uh, if your mouse goes beyond the bounds of the screen, your tongue also does. <laughs> Wait, what? In what way? It just goes completely into their mouth, and you could just scroll up and down the whole way. <laughs> so that's oh, your no. pro strat in case you're trying to do that. That's for the speedrunners. <laughs> so I, I want to talk a little bit about an encounter that I think like uh, is a little bit hard to navigate. Um, I don't remember his name, but it's the character who just lost their father. Oh my god! Yeah, this was this was a. Uh... I almost didn't include the last two breakups in this. But. Yeah, that's. I, I think we should talk about it a little bit before I like get into why I think they're important to include. But yeah, so this character, his name's Brandon, and uh, the difficulty definitely raises as you play mm-hmm. through each. There's like batches of breakups you can do in each round, and you do have to go through all of them, but um, you can always pick the order. And then the last two are, <laughs> they are just <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Because Brandon's is based entirely around, it's it was called bad timing in the notes phase, hmm. and it's just supposed to be, it's the worst time for you to break up with somebody. Right. And right off the bat, uh, you are given the option to just say, hey, I'm breaking up with you, or you can notice that he's like upset, and you can ask him about it, and you discover that his father just died. And now you have to like navigate this emotional minefield while also trying to break up with him. And it's it's like... You can get out of that conversation, like, breaking up with him, like, pretty well. It it can turn out pretty decently. Oh, there's, yeah, there's a perfect outcome for that. (laughs) Perfect being relative. But there's, like, there's so many ways that it breaks bad, and it breaks bad, like, really harshly. Whenever I replay the game, or when I'm, like, trying to show the game to someone else, that's the point where a lot of people tend to to be like, I don't know about this, because it's, it's... It dips into the real in a way that's so jarring. Oh, shit. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think there's... um, So there's that interaction, and then there's the one with the janitor. That's harder for me. 
that one yeah well i want to hear what you have to say about it yeah i I was just gonna like briefly say like you're trying to break off your student janitor relationship which means you're trying to get the janitor fired for some reason (laughs) yeah which is like a very silly concept but when you're already on the path of destruction it doesn't end but it's like those two together are like a really good one-two punch of like you've been through all of this so far it's it's very bittersweet in a lot of ways. Like, it's it's fun. It's a funny game. But you can't help but have this, like, tinge of, like, you know, I, I feel shitty about this. And then you get to these two one after the other, and it's like, oh, it really fucking sinks here. Yeah, that's intentional. It's supposed to really drain you emotionally at the end. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, uh, you know, the right way to have taken this game. But right. I, I had trouble just leaving the game on the table without exploring... Uh, some of the some of the harsher cuts you can get into because as a premise it's like it's dark like it's Mm -hmm. not something you want to go through (laughs) but trying to like present it in a way that's like you know fun it's at least funny for a while yeah you can you can feel bad for a lot of the characters and you probably will if you have a heart but like Mm -hmm. that's part of it too is um i it's this is nothing like hotline miami but hotline miami (laughs) is a game that i don't necessarily even think is like all that great from a story perspective right but it's definitely taking the idea of like okay well why do you just blindly do what the game's goals tell you to do Mm -hmm. and in that case they're talking about violence in video games like why why are you just killing everybody and then the game gets partway through and it's like well let's think about this and i don't know like i said i don't know if they're making like the most cohesive point about violence it's definitely interesting but i do feel like uh it's fun to turn the mirror back around on the player yeah there's an interesting player versus objective tension there that i think is very neat and that's that's what the janitor is like that his whole thing is asking you why you're doing what you're doing and i don't i can't write uh why i think the player can just like why why, how they're justifying what they're doing right but he can at least ask the questions that somebody might ask them and so they're hard to answer and that there's like there really is no justification for it except for this is the game that i'm playing that's some people will take that route where they can the game there's like a couple points in this where i made it a little meta where you can i kind of regret doing it but there are parts where you can break the cohesion and be like oh yeah i'm playing a video game that's why i'm doing this right i did that i did that because like if you are just playing it and you're not that into the role playing that is why you're doing it and i wanted the player to be able to be honest and i he fights you on that doesn't he i i can't remember i it was that was the most difficult one to write because while writing it i couldn't come up with a satisfying way to con- like i couldn't come up with a realistic way to convince the janitor to quit his job right because he lays it on thick it's all guilt trippy too he's like i have daughters this is my only job i don't make a lot of money i need to feed my daughters and i'm not gonna quit because some kid wants to break up with everyone in the school and so like once you write that there's no way out yeah and so it becomes a thing of like you don't need to break up with everybody to win the game no because the final boss i think i think the way the final boss is set up is as long as you have at least like eight or nine of the 13 breakups you have a you have a possibility of being able to beat the final boss it just gets easier the more breakups you've done yeah so with the janitor it's set up to be like okay if you really want to finish this game with a perfect score you need to start being really shitty yeah and i mean (laughs) there's a way out and it'll work and it sucks it sucks yeah it does suck because at least with Brandon, you can talk your way out of it. But for the janitor, there's, there's no happy ending unless you just give up. Which, you know, I when I played it, I went for, for a full breakup. Yeah. And let me tell you. Yeah. Don't feel great about that. It's draining. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> Listen, I'm okay with games, with games that do that to me. Oh, I'm me all on board with, like, emotionally draining experiences. Yeah, that's that's uh, exactly what I wanted this game to be. It was emotionally draining. It's well, because that's fun. It's like you you project so much into a game. Like uh, I think we've both been playing Fire Emblem lately. Yeah, and like listen, that is a game where just by sheer volume of how much you're going to be hearing these characters talk, you will grow to care about them. Right, and like they do some really interesting stuff with if you have permadeath on, like with getting attached to characters and making you feel awful about how you have to interact with them in war which is like that's great that's something games can do that a lot of other mediums can't (laughs) where like if you're reading a book you can get attached to a character but you don't have a lot of say in what happens to them so you don't feel personally responsible in a book you can't just say oh i hate this character i wish they were gone (laughs) yeah you can't just uh ignore lorenz in a book for (laughs) the entire for the entire 40 hour playthrough of your book oh that guy that guy 
You're, you you played through Golden Deer, right? No, God, no. I don't I don't like Claude at all. I was a Blue Lions guy. Oh, you were Blue Lions? Really? I was Blue Lions. I Well, I wanted to do Black Eagles, and I, I kind of wish I did, but <laughs> I was really won over. Well, the only people I liked in Black Eagles were uh, Hubert and Dorothea. Oh. Everyone, I loved most of the cast of Blue Lions, so I went with them. Let me tell you, the cast of Black Eagles is incredible. Well, I ended up loving them. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, they're great. I met them throughout the game, and I've recruited a bunch of them. I became a Bernie bro through this game. <laughs> so I went through the game doing the full breakups. I did no breakups, and they both have their own endings, which I thought was very fun. Uh, I know that there is a secret ending in the game that I have not found. I will just tell you about it, because sure. even if I describe it, people won't find it. Okay. I do know at least one person on Twitter messaged me uh, with proof that they found it, which I, I am floored. I <laughs> I kind of included it as like, it's a thing for me, but the amount of work that went into it is insane. Nobody <laughs> should do this much work for something nobody will see, which might just be a metaphor for the game itself. But I included like myself as a breakup. <laughs> really and i'm photo it's like a photorealistic version of me it's just poses of me <laughs> yeah so the way the, the way that it can be accessed i think it's during the first hall monitor encounter there's like three conditions you have to you have to check and the first one starts there then there's it's it's when he asks you why you're doing this i think it might not even be during the hall monitor. I truly can't remember. But someone asks you why you're doing this and you tell them it's a video game, like one of those meta choices. Hmm. And then you keep like doubling down on that until I appear and I say, come on, hey, like <laughs> <laughs> this is a game. Don't tell the characters they're in a game. I'm doing that. <laughs> Shit, that's great. <laughs> Thanks. And then you can talk to me and I like send you back into the game. But before uh, before you send me or before you go back to the game you can say like hey i want to break up with you and i'll be like you can't do that and then you can keep doubling down on that and then i eventually like say okay fine if you do this i'll i'll date you or i'll let you break up with me <laughs> and then like from there it gets even harder to like figure out what i mean because i leave some cryptic riddle and then you have to go solve the second part and then there's a third one <laughs> and then if you do all of that when the game's over there's like a full breakup with me that's wild <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like I don't even know where to begin trying to chase down that breadcrumb trail. I know. I, I don't even remember. That's the thing, like I've tried to like reactivate it and I'll still mess it up. <laughs> you don't have the notes anywhere of like how do I how do I date and break up with myself? I, so this is this is a good time to also talk about how these were all written too. Sure. Because I, I want I want to really drive home how much extra work it was to write another breakup. Right. Because I will say like the game itself, aside from like the mini games, the engine is pretty much just a dialogue tree. And I I had never made one of those before, but like it's really just a choose your own adventure book. Like it's message here, uh, choose choice one through four. If you choose two, go to message eighty nine. If uh, you choose mess or choice four, there go to message one twenty nine. Like it just jumps around, right, right, literally like a choose your own adventure book. And each breakup is their own full choose your own adventure book <laughs> right right and like once it's a, I, it's a twine game yeah it's essentially a twine game and i wrote it in twine Ooh, so i nice. all the paths themselves were written in twine and then poured it over into my engine oh that's cool because twine was just like a really good visual tool to see all the flow charts of each conversation so if i open up my twine on my computer it's there's like maybe a couple of small games i was making in there and then just like a different entry for every breakup in Heartbreak High. And uh, yeah, those were the bulk of the development, actually, because like, aside from like, once the engine was written, I could just kind of copy and paste it essentially for each character. Right. So most of the work that went into this was just each of these breakups and then doing a whole extra one for no reason was insane. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, as someone who is currently writing on a game, it is a daunting task, so I feel you. And do you, so do you have like dialogue trees in here? Do you have like choices? We're not doing dialogue trees. It's an RPG, so what we're doing is like it's an it's like a linear, straightforward RPG. So what we're doing is like we have an in-engine um, dialogue creator that we're just like typing oh, in the cool. dialogue that we want, and then we're like spitting out the code for it, and then like send it to the dev, and he puts it in. But like <laughs> that comes that comes along with us like essentially needing to come up with a lot of content to fit all to fit all that it's a lot it's an interesting system that i don't know is standard <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's not i mean i don't mine wasn't either i don't like i <laughs> <laughs> i think people just have to like figure out what works best for their 
especially you're working with multiple people. I was just by myself. Um, right. But yeah, like I I could not rein myself in because like if you're if you're being smart about writing this branching dialogue, you would limit how many times it splits and mm-hmm. how many complete possible different um like i don't know conversations you could have with these characters would be you just want to make sure like there's not too many because once you every time you branch you multiply how many completely extra dialogue trees you have to have to write right and i kept i just every (laughs) every single choice would lead to another like 600 line thing it felt like that's that's exaggerated but like (laughs) i was just not letting myself pare it down at all i think it shows i i love when games do that um i know it can be a little unhealthy but i do love when games like provide all of these extra options that like you most likely won't see but it does (laughs) oh yeah it increases it increases replayability like so hard when you're used to the way of talking this person because you talked to them before but then you're trying okay let's see what this dialogue does and then you're going in these different directions <laughs> yeah you'll be uh, like, I, surprised how many you'll, you can have like completely different conversations with these characters right just click one wrong thing um and it's funny to like think about okay i should emphasize which ones people are more likely to click on there's some that i forget are even in the game because even when i replay i don't even think to click and i'm like oh right. my god i wrote like an entire extra five minute conversation that i haven't seen since i first wrote it right which makes it hard to play test too first playthrough two is the one where you kind of get the most experimental and then when you go back and like try and navigate these other situations it becomes a little bit harder to branch out because you're you're used to you know what works and you're used to like trying to go that way and then you like are less likely to take this other thing which is a little wild because uh i swear that the first time I had a conversation with Principal Hashmi, where you try to break up with your uh, your principal student relationship. <laughs> uh, I swear I ended that, or at least got into a part with that, where I um, where where you can just say like, eat this, and then you flip them off, and then you leave. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, <laughs> I have never been able to find that again. <laughs> so yeah, that's like one of my favorite things in video games is. When there's something that you cannot believe they put in the game and you feel like you're the only person who saw it. <laughs> right. And it, it's like a way to make something feel really special when like you alone know that, okay, that was extra. They did not need to include <laughs> that. But there's there's a whole thing. Here, here's my... There's an extra art asset in this game and it's for the hall monitor because mm-hmm. he's usually wearing this hall monitor outfit. But he has a whole different set of artwork. For, really? Um, yeah. And so the, the way you get it... <laughs> Which is like, it's funny that I put this work in and I still don't remember how to activate it. <laughs> you you can talk him out of being a hall monitor. <laughs> what? And... <laughs> so, no idea. Yeah, so like, part of the way the hall monitor is set up in the game, just to reiterate for someone who hasn't played it, is he um, is like a power... Uh, he's on a power trip and you can break up with him, but then you're going to see him again in the hallways later and he's going to make your life really hard. Or you can stay with him, and then you get free access through the halls. So those are the two like options that are pretty clear, I think, when you're playing. But there's a third option, this diplomacy option, where you're like, hey, maybe what you're doing isn't healthy. Um, your power trip is uh, irresponsible of you. You're, 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 being, um, you're, you're being manipulative. So why don't you put down the, the, the sash and go back <laughs> to being a regular student? And then like the next time you see him, he'll be in like, civilian clothes and just thank you for like talking him out of it and then you just get to walk right past wow. so that's like the best ending for him yeah i've never found that <laughs> that's so cool i don't remember how to get to it <laughs> i can pull up the twine file and, and see what it was but it's like, fine I, let it yeah. let people find it <laughs> yeah oh man heartbreak high cool game it's uh i <laughs> i really enjoy i, I have let's check I have a total of it says two hours. I don't know if that's true. I think it I think it's a little over two hours, like maybe two and a half. I mean two's a lot, it's a forty hour playthrough per game. Yeah, I mean I Forty don't know. hour? Really? Forty minute. Forty minutes, sorry. <laughs> wow. I enjoyed the two hours I've spent with this game over the last <laughs> year and a half. <laughs> I think that's a healthy number, don't worry. <laughs> I'm glad I have so much to say about it or, or or like have so much that I have like thought about it uh, for such a short game. It's it's worth it. Oh, yeah. That's high praise. <laughs> I was very sensitive to it when I first played it because I was actually 
I like just broke up with my boyfriend at the time. Oh, wow. And I was listening to a lot of um, the final song of Joanna Newsom's album, Have One On Me, which is like <laughs> such a dark breakup song. <laughs> so it's like... Oh, you it's were like primed this, for this. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was just... It all coalesced in a way that was like, oh, it killed me. <laughs> Both of my exes uh, did playtests of this game. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you get any interesting feedback? No. Well, yeah, but like... <laughs> I mean, I mean, not the kind, not like the juicy kind you're thinking of. They just played the game right. at face value, and we were talking okay. about it. But because it's not like, <laughs> what's weird is it's not a very personal breakup game for me. Like, there's not. I mean, there's definitely. Um, I drew from what I do know about breakups right. and what I've been through. But both of the big breakups I've had in my life were very amicable on both ends, and I'm still friends with them. So there, yeah, I'm definitely like just drawing from intuition for the rest of these <laughs> that's interesting yeah because uh, a lot of them feel kind of stereotypical but there are other times when it's like yeah i've done this breakup before <laughs> this is, this is mm, it's a little harsh no it's like even if they're not really like a breakup like they're still relatable and that you have to deal with people like that sometimes like everyone's dealt with somebody who's in denial and you have to like tell them the truth whether it's a breakup or something else so like that first one is yeah that's that's a hit I'm looking at the the special thanks list. I forget. so I Ooh. when I made this show or when I made this game, I was working on a show um, at Absolutely called Ghost Story Club. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it was. It, so when you're when you're like doing office work on a show, what could end up happening is um, <laughs> once the show's all delivered and and it's shot and they're just either editing it or whatever, there's not a lot of work left to do, but they still need somebody on to like administrate paperwork and paychecks and just look over the editors and so like you end up not having a lot to do for like maybe two or three weeks <laughs> and i just was in the office at abso working on this game pretty pretty obviously and having everyone there play tested so most of the play testers <laughs> are like people from abso who i pulled away from like working on a tim and eric show or whatever like hey can you try this breakup sim <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have, like, any final notes on, like, Heartbreak Hot? Like, anything you've been waiting to get off your chest that you haven't been able to say? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think I'm happy with it. Like, I, it was a small game. I, I did what I wanted to with it. There's a few things I would change. There's a few things I would polish. But, no, I, I'm very happy with it. And people just, like keep discovering it and, and getting in contact with me and i'm thrilled That's every cool. time yeah I, I, there were just a few there's a batch of animators on twitter that like posted it and it, it i'm not gonna say it went viral but it got a lot of retweets nice and um it was nice seeing like the game get a little second wind there for a second nice yeah it's it's uh it's been good to me uh so any other like m can we expect any like big game projects in the winds <laughs> yeah you should um oh hell yeah i i have a few ideas that i thought i would get into after making this game and i i've taken a long break from game dev for the last <laughs> year or so i feel like when did this game come out two years ago even heartbreak high it was last year was it last year wow okay so it's not it hasn't been that long good no okay so there's there's a mini game or a breakup in heartbreak high the one with the track runner lee right which i think which is, is like, a, that one's really fun actually like thank you yeah that's like the best i think in the game it's it's really easy to get tripped up on but i found myself I, like the game already puts the pressure of the timer on you, but like having the needing the pressure of like seeing what's up here on the top of the screen and then the pressure <laughs> of I want to make sure I don't click the wrong thing at the bottom is such a really interesting interplay that I didn't expect to happen. That was maybe the best, like the the maximum, uh, the, the peak version of the gameplay <laughs> is like, OK, so you're making choices with a time limit, like because the final boss, every choice is like a five second countdown you can add to. But that particular breakup is you're doing a mini game at the same time and yeah having to quickly like it's it very i think accurately emulates the idea of like trying to run and keep up with someone while having a conversation because <laughs> you have to multitask and so out of that like i i was originally like the next game i made i wanted to be very different from this gotcha but i i can't shy away from like i love doing dialogue tree stuff mm -hmm. so one of the dumb things i came up with was I, I see someone's making a game similar to this but the idea is 
you're like a, a futuristic lift driver oh yeah there's a lot of games like that out right now yeah well bummer but listen <laughs> this one would have been uh killer you're doing the dialogue trees the same way as heartbreak high but you're also trying to like follow directions through a gps at the same time oh that's great actually so yeah so like you're trying to multitask in that regard and then i think the way i wanted to do it was like i have a lot of comedian friends out here and i would just cast them all and do like fmv <laughs> games like full motion video of oh that's good everybody actually being the people in the the car your passengers i like that that's a that's that's an interesting take on it the other <laughs> the other two big ones right now where it's like you're you're a cab driver and you're talking to people are like there's there's one that's like very self-serious and is like trying to present this weird cyberpunk dystopia where you're just I, I saw a trailer for that one yeah you're just you're just this driver and you're learning about people's lives then the other one is like you're a ca- you're an actual cab driver who's trying to solve like a noir mystery oh, while talking whoa. to these people and it's like you know this is a much different take on it no mine would be incredibly stupid i think i was gonna like <laughs> i think i really was gonna intentionally go for like a command and conquer cutscene level of oh, like i love that uh, like I love that actually low budget sci-fi stuff and then just people in the car with those like goofy goggles with the neon lights on them and just <laughs> take take me to the spire like <laughs> or just like ravers getting in your car I don't know there there's no progress made on this but <laughs> expect it uh twenty tomorrow twenty five yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it'll, I also it'll be do... the year it comes out when it comes out oh shit yeah I gotta set it in the same year. <laughs> yeah that's a good motivator as you say like all right my game takes place in 2025 and like i gotta finish it before then or else it's not a sci-fi game i also wanted to do a Mega Man battle network style game i keep oh, i keep going great. back to that i just not because i want to make it but because i just want to play one that isn't Mega Man battle network. <laughs> someone's got to make a roguelike that's just battle network mechanics that, those are oh, so fun man. I, I i bet you could search for that right now and there's something but, who knows I know, but it, is it worth my time yeah probably it might be. There's a lot of games. Games keep happening, unfortunately. Unfortunately. They're going to stop soon. <sighs> God, I hope. We're getting close to an hour. Uh, were there, like, any other major projects you wanted to talk about? Um, like, any other... Anything else about Heartbreak High that you felt went untouched? Um, I, I did have one thing I, I wrote down for Heartbreak High. Ooh. Some stuff in Heartbreak High. I have the original doodles for all the characters before they ended up in the game. Oh, that's cool. And I'm looking through them now, and there's a bunch that, like, didn't make it in. They were They were much more, like high school archetypes when i first wrote these mm-hmm. like i see there's one that's just the new kid there's the popular kid the stoner like these are all like so boring now to look at <laughs> but because it because it eventually morphed like once i started making the games like oh they can't be archetypes they need to be like breakup types right but there's there's some good designs here and i'm like brad brad is is in this lineup but much different design oh a really good one is there's swingers there was going to be like a poly couple oh. that you could uh break up with oh that's great and then there's another like it's like a full metal band (laughs) (laughs) those would be good i would love that one of them just says x vine star danny (laughs) (laughs) he's on he's on tiktok now yeah he's on tiktok i have a robot here and then there's one that did make (laughs) it into the game but not in the way not as a breakup but that class hamster was going to be in interesting but he's now like he gives you tips now he's in the game just wandering around but the hamster was i just couldn't figure out how to do a breakup with a hamster but the idea <laughs> it's a good concept thanks <laughs> um but i think that's it yeah anything you wanted to plug yes uh please go to mariology.world and watch my web series mariology <laughs> that i did with uh my friends heather and lexi and we go through every single mario game every single one there's like 118 or whatever and we figure out what order they take place in like an actual timeline you you were inspired by the zelda timeline right yeah exactly like the zelda because the zelda timeline like doesn't need to exist right and it and it makes a little bit of sense but as soon as you (laughs) as soon as you like start staring into it you're like oh but this doesn't track or like i thought minish cap is about the origin of link's hat and then that takes place after skyward sword and then he has hat in that (laughs) game like it falls apart so quickly and (laughs) The only thing dumber than a Zelda timeline is one for Mario, which, like, <laughs> the continuity is changing every game. Uh, right. Characters are being introduced and removed at a moment's notice. 
but we go through every single one and try to force them all onto a cohesive timeline. And there's like 10 episodes, 30 minutes each. I did want to say the production on that is like kind of wild. Every time I think about the amount of work that went into ostensibly you <laughs> sitting around with your friends for a few hours. Yeah, it's no, a it's little insane. mind boggling. That's part of the fun. We I had like my friend Sean build an entire set. Uh, we cut out like box art for every single game and we put like a conspiracy <laughs> cork board there. We had a crew of, I want to say like 10 or 12 people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all, all just helping me out with this dumb thing. We had to shoot it. Oh, you know, we shot it on the Absolutely stages too, which like in between any any actual TV productions, we just snuck in there in January and we're like, let's just do this for the day. Was Oh yeah, it was like all one take. It was literally, it wasn't one take, but it was one six hour shoot. And right. Oh, wow. We, we had like one lunch break in the middle. <laughs> hey, hey, trust me, by the end of that series, you can feel it. Yeah, if you're watching it, you can tell we're getting more and more exhausted. We lose our <laughs> we get like a second wind at some point. We lose all energy and interest, <laughs> which I think is like really funny. Like, I'm glad like I was very much what I hoped would happen. But right. I'm very it's very funny. I think it's worth everyone's time. If you like Mario and you want to like people said it was also educational for them. Like, I didn't know this game existed. <laughs> I have a dumb encyclopedic knowledge of Mario games, so I barely even needed to do any research. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. What's what's like the most <laughs> obscure thing about Mario that you know? That's if you watch the show, you'll probably hear me say like ninety <laughs> things. You'd be like, "Why does a human know that?" <laughs> what is the most obscure thing? I don't. I couldn't tell you. There's. It's all in there. No, nah, that's fine. But <laughs> watch the show to find out. Yeah, that's that's my pitch. I I say too many things that a human shouldn't know about mario well because i got like there's one part where heather asserts that there was the book from like the book from paper mario is in mario galaxy right i put like just very politely it isn't it's not there it's not in the game (laughs) and she challenged me on it for like 30 minutes and i get so mad and it's not it's not good but (laughs) it makes for it makes for great entertaining web series content and you had you had someone there to like fact check it but how do you fact check that oh well yeah you can't like that's the thing is there's only so much so we had sean who built the set dressed as luigi it's very we're all dressed (laughs) as mario and then anytime we need to fact check something we cut to luigi who's just off stage with a computer (laughs) right all right this has been fun uh oh yeah it has thank you yeah We'll, we'll maybe do it again sometime. We'll see how many huge stars I can get on, <laughs> then we'll get back around to you. Yeah, let's do it. I'll make a new. I'll make a new game, and then we'll talk about that one. Yeah. What's the What's the name of this podcast? Oh, okay. So this is the interesting part. This is called the Starlight Car. Uh, it was originally going to be the Starlight Parlor, but the people I'm working with are like. That doesn't make sense. I mean, we're going for a video. We're going for like a a train theme of like, uh, <laughs> of like you know, each you know, podcast you're, is you're a, on train a train. On a, yeah. yeah, and this one, th- my idea for this one's like you know, it's laid back, just chill out. It's nice. It's it's like a little bit fancy, uh, but it's like it's relaxing. And it's like I looked up a whole bunch of like different facts about trains and like where where do people relax they relax in parlor cars what's like a famous parlor car oh here's this one it's like the something starlight so i'm like i'm gonna call it the starlight parlor and they're like this makes no sense at all i mean they're they're not wrong but it's still good (laughs) uh i I just hope somebody enjoys that (laughs) i did Cool. We got it. One. Just the one you needed. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. See you again sometime. Yeah. Play Heartbreak High on Steam. It's $5. Or buy it on itch.io. I think I get more money that way. And Steam's, <laughs> Steam's kind of evil. Uh, have you have you gotten the Epic exclusive yet? <laughs> they're, they're knocking on my door, pal. Oh, no. Okay. Okay.